Hello, everybody. Welcome to the OK Podcast, where we freely talk about anything, anything at all. I am Sharon. I'm Corin. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, something interesting um, that we have mentioned before in our previous podcast. Um, We're going to be diving into the one or the choice. So, if we are all not clear yet about what the choice and the one really means, the choice is basically um, the person that we feel is, uh, is is who we want to love and we choose to love um, as long as we live. And the one is basically someone that we think is, is predestined for us and someone that we're supposed to, you know, force ourselves to stick with because they are the ones that are chosen for us. Um, so that's basically the summary of those two different stances. And um, just to be clear, me and Gordon are leaning more towards um, the choice. Um, basically, we believe that um, whoever um, is out there, we can just choose to love anyone and just choose to stick with them. Um, and I think that, um, you know, we don't have someone to represent the one here um, on on that side of the spectrum but you know what for those of you guys who believe in the one um feel free to um you know reach out and you know probably will bring it up to in a future podcast um one day but yeah today we're just going to educate you okay about um the choice um again this is an open-ended discussion if you guys have your own stance i suggest that you guys write it down and then, you know, shoot us an email, if we even have an email, Gordon, <laughs> um, or, you know, Instagram. shoot us on Instagram, yeah. Um, okay, so, Gordon, want to get started? All right, thank you, Kay, for the introduction. So, um, at first, uh, this topic, the one or the choice, is not something that is, that is really important to me until one, one time. Um, I was on a on a car with uh, a bunch of friends, and then we were talking and laughing about here and there. And then one of my friend uh, is already married, and then he started to talk mm-hmm. about his ex girlfriend about this and that. And then there is this statement: "If only I end up with her, then I probably wouldn't live like this." And then at that second, when I heard that, I was so disturbed. I was like, I I was even angry on the inside. Like, I was like, why would he say that? Like, because if I were, if he was my husband, I would be like, you'll be sleeping on the couch or like no Mm -hmm. coffee for you in the morning and just Mm -hmm. probably I'll cry and cry mm-hmm. river i don't know what one stops because that's like it, it's like he's like kind of saying like i regret marrying you that's like mm. the that's the harsh way to put it but so i was like i was kind of angry with uh, him like why would he say such thing and then i i kind of dig up a lot of things and i realized like how his marriage was kind of forced by the society where he he basically mingled with around so 
they believe both of them uh, because of the society they kind of believe that they're destined to be with each other that their marriage is predestined and they just have to be with uh, mm-hmm. together and I mean to be honest uh, even when I was hearing um, them uh, sharing about how uh, how lo- their love story unfold it, it disturbs my mm-hmm. soul because I find like there is no accountability to the decision that they made. Like to the point that mm. my friend could say, if only I end up with another girl, I wouldn't live like this. It's like, ah, I just have to go through it because this is my destiny. This is my life that has been set for me. So I That's just kind have of a sad way to live, huh? <laughs> yes, definitely. So I just, like, he's not taking responsibility over the choices that he made. He was also the one who believed. He was also the one who chose to marry her. Who chose because he believed that this woman will bring the best out of him. So I was like, it's kind of, yeah, it's a very sad life to live. And mm-hmm. um, I just I just found this quote. Okay, um, if if responsibility be il- eliminated, the whole meaning of human existence disappear. So by saying this, it's like if, yeah. for example, if there is like such thing as a destiny, and it means like there is no accountability, uh, with uh, that, um, situation, it means, yeah, there's the meaning of human existence, even the meaning of marriage itself, it's disappears. It's just, yeah, mm-hmm. it's useless. So I don't know. That's no, like, yeah, like I, yeah. I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, it's so, like, I don't know. Like, it, it kind of makes someone feel kind of, like, stuck in a way. You know, they're kind of stuck in that relationship because they believe that um, they have to stick with that person because they're destined to be with that person. Um, but I do think that, like, if, like, I, I if, if, let's say, I were to be in a relationship with someone, right, the last thing I'd want them to feel is to feel stuck with me you know um I know in some wedding vows you know for a joke they say like oh well you're stuck with me now you know <laughs> um yes I understand that's a funny thing and that's 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 kind of cute to say in a wedding vow but more like if you're actually feeling stuck in a relationship I feel like that is not a relationship that's going to embrace who you are embrace the other person the way they should be embraced you know what i'm saying definitely um it's not to the full extent because like you feel that it's forced and you feel that this is what's best for you but i'm just kind of asking the people who believe in the one what are you willing to sacrifice you know what are you willing to sacrifice to be with the one like are you willing to sacrifice let's say like your money or even your happiness you know your contentness in like in in a relationship like I don't know. Um, I, I'm just kind of confused as to how you would um, even identify someone as the one, you know? But speaking of the one, I was kind of, you know, kind of like belging into the um, the whole topic of the one. And I kind of came across this research blog. And so basically the whole idea of the one and, you know, quote unquote soulmate uh, it comes from the Greek philosopher Plato, 
Oh, and by the way, I'm going to Plato's Closet. If y'all know what Plato's Closet is, it's an awesome place where you can sell your old used clothes and they pay you money for it. Um, I'm going to go there later. Thank God for Plato's Closet. But yeah. We're um, not sponsored by Plato's Closet. Yeah, we're not sponsored <laughs> by Plato's Closet, but I appreciate that they give me money when I give them my clothes. Anyways, um, I'm going to be talking about Plato. That's separate from Plato's Closet. Um. He is the Greek philosopher, as some of us may know. Um, so I'm just going to read off of one of this website that basically summarized what Plato um, imparted to this word, world, okay? He said that in his book, The Symposium, um, one of his characters suggests that the reason um, romantic attraction is generally like super strong, it's because at one point we are all round people, rounded people. Um, rather, we are all both female and female i mean male and female and because of this the human race became too powerful because so basically what they're saying is that we were all in initially um we're all like rounded people in the very beginning uh we're full and complete you know and we're all both male and female and because of this we became a little bit too overpowering to the gods so what zeus did was he split humans in two with the intention that we will spend our time trying to find our other half. So because we were a whole person at one, at one, in, the, in the beginning of time, they split us into half um, so that um, we will spend the rest of our lives trying to find the other half. And in this way, we won't be able to threaten the gods because we're still technically not full and not whole, so we cannot challenge the gods in any way. Um, so that's why they did that to us. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, I, I, I don't mean to offend anyone who is a pagan or believes in Greek mythology, um, but um, I think it's just kind of um, interesting that, you know, the gods up there did this on purpose, kind of like for play, for fun, just to see whether we can find our other half, you know, on this world. So. That's where the whole idea of the one and the soulmate comes from. Um, it, it, it really based off of the Greek mythology. Um, so that's the myth, right? Of the whole idea of the one. But I think that in reality, the spouse you spend your life with is your choice. Now, I, I, I was kind of talking to Gordon earlier about this um, as to why we think that like, the spouse we spend our life with is our choice instead of the one that God prepared for us. Um, I, I, I just remembered this whole um, verse, okay? It's in somewhere in 1 Corinthians because right now in my Bible study, I'm kind of looking at Corinthians right now. I remember reading one of the things that said like, you know, she is free to marry anyone she wishes as long as they're in the Lord. Um, it's in, okay, let me, <laughs> let me, um, look it up later on so then I can kind of like um, really confirm that that's a verse in the Bible. But um, yeah, it's it seems like in the Bible, um, it implies a great deal of how, you know, freedom for Christians are very important, um, especially when it comes to discerning whom to marry. It certainly doesn't talk about marriage and spouses in terms of, you know, like finding only one person who's uniquely matched for you. Um, yes, it speaks about how um, 
you do have a very specific purpose on earth um, that even though our ultimate calling that we all share is to glorify God, we have our very specific um, you know, purpose on this earth, like be it um, shepherding or pastorship, like it's all specific to each person and the spiritual gifts that God's given. However, um, it's never mentioned in the Bible how you have a specific someone that is ready for you, that is made for you, you know? Um, I feel like when you come into um, relationships with that kind of mindset, thinking that there's this only one person that is fitted perfectly for me, um, I feel like it kind of gets twisted. Um, it, it can get a little toxic to, to the brain because um, I'm actually kind of guilty for this because I do tend to look for people who I think are custom fitted for me you know, that perfect partner. But the reality is that, you know, as I grew up, I, I learned that there's no one really perfect for you, you know, because, you know, for example, if you're going to be in a relationship, the first or second year of that relationship, it's basically a lot of puppy love. And, you know, you get to um, embrace that person, even despite their uglies. But then by the third year, fourth year, fifth year, you start realizing that hey all of this ugly stuff is kind of too repetitive and it's getting annoying you know mm -hmm. and so then you realize they're probably not that perfect and that whole ideal partner in your mind is slowly getting distorted that image is sort like just getting distorted and you get discouraged you know yes yes then what are you going to do what are you going to do after that are you going to just think that okay probably this person's not my person i'm going to break up with that person mm -hmm. um I think that instead of thinking like that question, who will be the best for me or who will fit all of my criteria? I think the better question to ask yourself is who would make for a healthy and God glorifying marriage? Mm, yes. Um, you know, that whole myth, okay. God will bring the right person at the right time. For me, the reality, it really is. We have a role to play in finding and choosing our spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I remember um, in the Bible too, it said um, in Proverbs, it said something about how a woman, a good woman is hard to find. Let me capitalize the find, okay? Those, yeah. that word find, it's not something that you bump into. It's not something that like, you know, you somehow come across. It's just someone you have to seek out for. It's the same thing as like, you know, seek first the kingdom of God. You have to mm, like yes. find it within yourself to look, you know? Um, I feel like if you're in the mindset of like, oh, that there's going to be one person that's meant for me. Sometimes, I don't know, I feel like it's unrealistic thinking that you're going to go through all 8 billion people and come across, you know, that person that was, that, that's meant for you. Um, so I think that um, if you want to be in a relationship, you look for that person. And so, yeah, um, that's, 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 of my first few points on what to say about that but wouldn't you have anything to add yes definitely especially about the greek mythology thank you for bringing it up bringing it up okay like finding mm -hmm. the other half yeah it's uh it's so funny like i find um i used to be uh i have this roommate who's crazy about uh the one before uh, i'll give her a shout out boru uh, if you're hearing it, I'm calling out to you. Up, Boru? <laughs> so she is such a 
pro one. So she's like all about the one. She believed in the concept of destiny that and there is this one person for you. And about the other half thing and when people believe that there is this the one for you, um, what they think about is you have to marry this person. Your the the your right puzzle piece or your right the right your right a fit basically your right half in order for you to achieve that like eternal happiness or that happiness but i think we all can agree i mean okay i think you can agree and i think if uh she was realistic i think she's already realistic now because she chose choice for the <laughs> fall oh really <laughs> yes uh, i was surprised <laughs> like um when mundane uh, mundanity starts to hit you you just feel like it's tiring and yeah it's not they they don't give you that love and would you even consider yourself oh maybe i choose the wrong maybe i'm not marrying my destiny maybe mm-hmm. i i missed the mark mm-hmm. maybe i missed my other half mm-hmm. and then we start justifying for our divorce and all that and mm-hmm. Divorce is for another whole thing. I'm not condemning those who are divorced <laughs> right now, but divorce is like yeah. for another whole topic. But with that sentence, mm-hmm. like with that, with that case, like finding your other half, your your perfect health, doesn't necessarily mean that you will be forever happy. Because as life goes on, mm-hmm. you will definitely encounter um, challenges and especially like mundane stuff, and this can be difficult. And also, like, uh, because of uh, the Greek thing, I think uh, God has been really good to us that he has given um, the Bible. Like, from the Bible, you can read, you can see all those past uh, stories, all those broken families and just messed up genealogies. And even perfect in healthy family, you can find all the examples in the Bible. You can learn it from their experiences. Uh, from their experiences mm-hmm. and this is like non-fiction mm-hmm. part and you also have the mm-hmm. other part which is the theory part like for example don't be equally yoked so it means like you have to find a partner that is uh, equal and like like last week right we mentioned don't be like your point K from at eight red, red flags one of the red mm-hmm. flags is don't uh, don't choose someone who is completely opposite right am I am I correct mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't choose someone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so for that. Yeah, for that point. So there's a lot of things that you can read. Is it your perfect manual? You can go ahead and read it and find and learn it. Yeah. So that's why I think it's all said. Uh, we have given all the resources to create to basically not create but to choose a partner to have the wisdom and also understanding to select uh, those mm-hmm. guys that would really bring the best out of us and also bring us closer mm-hmm. to God and to what he has called us to do in a sense so mm-hmm. I don't know what uh, do you have anything else to add okay. um, I don't want to come off as like someone who is very you know unromantic and impersonal um understand that you know the whole idea of the one it's very it's such a really nice thing to think of because when you do find that one person you feel very full and fulfilled and complete you know but 
just from a lot of marriages and their stories, like I've heard that this is a well-known fact that marriage is more formed than it is like found, you know? Like um, happiness, I don't think comes from, you know, a spouse fitting your expectation. It kind of comes from you and your spouse working together and adjusting to serve each other while rooted in, you know, God's love or whatever your values are. Um, yeah, I just think, um, yeah, I think marriage is something that is totally built and it has to be shaped by two different people and you can't expect it to be perfect from the very get-go. I don't think people who who believe in the one think that marriage is supposed to be perfect. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that with the idea of the choice, um, our mindset is very based on, we know that things won't be easy. We know things aren't going to be perfect, but we keep choosing to love the person. We keep choosing to stay around because that's the capacity of love that we have for our, you know, our spouse. Um, so I also kind of wanted to bring up this last point. Um, it's basically about how to pursue someone then. You know, if we don't know whether it's, if we're looking for the one or the choice, and if let's say you're confused, um, there's this little article that I also found about it. So it says this, so how do I know whom to pursue? It says, look at your circle. Are there people you enjoy being with who share your convictions on the things of God, who see money and family the same as you and whose lives and lifestyle seem to be heading in a similar direction as yours? Pray about it, but not too hard. Pick one and move forward. If it doesn't work, there will be others. Just don't be too picky. Every healthy marriage will require sacrifice, adjustments, and selflessness. So get used to the idea. Don't miss out on great opportunities because you sacrifice them on the altar of selfishness. Um, I think this yeah. is a really good one for all of us who may be single and who are looking. Um, I, I've encountered a lot of people who have been very picky. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, God, let's be honest here. We know a lot of people who are like aging, dude, and they're not, they're not in a relationship yet. Um and, you know, the whole idea of, like, being in a relationship, you require sacrifice, you know? Like, even in the Bible, the greatest act of love is when a man sacrifices himself for the other, you know? And Amen. so, like, if you can sacrifice that whole idea of the perfect person and the one, like, I think that that's going to head your relationship towards the right direction. Um, yeah, so I feel like, you know, relationships are all about adjustments. It's all about, you know, you know, I, in Indonesia, we call it ngawa. Um, <laughs> and I think for me, in translation to that, it, it just means selflessness. It just means, you know, kind of like giving it up to the, for the other person, for the sake of the other person. Mm. So, um, yeah, so just get used to that idea. Just don't be too picky. I feel like when you think of the one, Un unknowingly you kind of get picky you know without con being conscious of that um and the thing is I understand that some people they've gone through rough relationships where you know um they thought that person was the one and it turns out that they weren't 
Um, I don't know what to say to that. Like, I, I've heard of, like, a story. Okay, God, I've heard of a story of this guy who had four relationships in total. Okay. So the first one was a high school love, and it's, it's you know, it's high school. And then he goes on to college, and he's like, oh, my gosh, this person is perfect. I'm going to start my life with this person, you know, like, after college. But it didn't work out because their work was in different places. And then after starting to work, he found someone near his office and they start become becoming more serious and he's like this is for sure the one the one for me we're both independent we both can totally like work each other's schedules together and you know we can totally like mesh our lifestyles together and this she is the one I know it and he was so sure that she was the one right mm. but things didn't work out as well because the girl turned out to be a little different than he thought mm. you know and the very last girl who is who he is in a relationship with right now um he is still in the mindset of like oh no she's the one she's the one she's the one you know mm. and honestly i don't blame him <laughs> i think that's a very fun way to live your life um to like always be in excitement of like she is the one for me he is the one for me I don't know. I think I think it's fun. It's fun to think like there is only one person meant for you. I think it doesn't hurt you just as long as you don't like let it um like impact the way you choose people. It doesn't impact the way you choose to love a person. And it doesn't like I guess like in a way like changes the amount of love you give. You mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I feel like if you fluctuate the amount of love you give, it just makes it conditional um a very conditional kind of relationship so that's my stance on it yeah yeah if anyone has any other idea of as to like you know what the one means to them I mean go ahead I've I have more than a couple of friends who've debated with me about this um they they basically kind of say that like we're humans and we never really know you know, like, who is out there, um, and who is, like, going to bump into our lives one day, and I've literally gotten, I'm not even kidding with you, I ate at that full place, that full restaurant, for literally hours, until three o'clock in the morning, because it was a 24-hour store, <laughs> and it was three o'clock in the morning, just talking about whether love is a choice, or love is a destiny, you know, and mm-hmm. he was very much on the stance of destiny, um, well, I'm on the choice side, and to be honest, his reasonings were pretty, um, pretty good. They were pretty solid. Um, but we're, it's, I guess, it's a whole different topic because he's talking about love. Well, I'm talking more about like relationships now, right? I'm talking about more like the the the, the person you're going to start a relationship with. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? Yeah, that's all I have to say, God. <laughs> yeah. That's like for another topic. Like love is a feeling or a choice. Again. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. that's like a, for a whole another topic. Yeah, yeah. And about love. Okay. So about that whole um strong feeling of love. Hang on. Let me let me let me let me pull it up. Okay. So you know how like there are people who believe in um this my feelings are a primary indicator that he or she is a good choice for a spouse. 
<laughs> okay. In reality, okay, strong feelings of romance are a 12 to 18th month chemical reaction that often cause us in our vulnerable state to make stupid choices. <laughs> um, so God created this basically as some type of like neurochemical process in our mind um, to kind of, you know, to bet our lives on. <laughs> and honestly, that was a funny joke, God, because like he really made us very gullible to things. Um, and it, it's just a very natural process that we all go through, especially when we feel, you know, romantic feelings, when we feel puppy love and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but I guess that's in a way how God tries to teach us that we have to make choice on a biblical and wise basis, you know? So I think that he just really challenges us to be outside of our fleshly bodies, you know, mm. outside of our neurochemical processes, like try to pull our spirits out of that and remind ourselves that, Hey, you know, what does the Bible say instead of what do my feelings say? Mm. Um, so I think that, I think that's, that's what I got to say about that, about feelings. Yeah. But anyways, okay. To sum it up, um, we are still on the stance of the choice until someone else comes up and proves us otherwise. Yes. Um, but yeah, the reason why we believe in the choice is, I guess, simply because we just want to look for someone who will glorify God through the relationship who is willing to do that alongside with us um not necessarily to find that perfect person um but you know but just to find that person who is willing um and i think that's what matters in a relationship it takes two to tango you know <laughs> all righty so that's all we have for today um um, I hope that you guys have your um, own comments ready um, because we're willing to listen to them. We're willing to read them as well. And um, yeah, so that was our episode of The Choice or The One. We're sorry if it's kind of lopsided because we only have two people speaking here on The Choice instead of The One. Um, probably next time we'll bring in some other people to talk about The One um, if they still exist. Um <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's, that's that's today. And I hope you guys enjoy um, this whole episode. Share it to your friends if you feel like it's going to help awaken them on the stance of the choice. And yeah, I hope that you guys have an okay week ahead. And I hope that you guys um, feel uh, somehow, you know, feel somehow what was that what am i gonna awaken. say oh god huh enlightened uh, enlightened awakened <laughs> awakened yeah i hope you guys feel in some degree enlightened or awakened um and yeah okay okay we out all right bye, bye guys <laughs>